All right. Oh shit, I don't know that it ever stopped. Anyway, we're back. Hi. All right, today we are going to talk about something that I firmly believe uh, everybody should do at least once in their life. Take or this job and shove it. Yes, we are talking about pulling a super quit. Actually, I've got three, three times that I've done this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least you got a going away party the one time. Well, I did give my notice there at the station, but I knew you and I both knew they were they were gonna find a way to fire me either way at some oh, shit, yeah. And I had a much better gig lined up that got me all over the country. Um, yeah, I think everybody at one point has pulled a super quit, wanted to pull a super quit, seen somebody pull a super quit, which is where my first story comes in, or has been shit canned. I think everybody should get fired at least once from a job just because it keeps you for it takes you down a peg, you know. Well, that, that old DJ we talked about, Brucey Bumchuckles, he always told me when I was young, you're not a real DJ until you've been fired at least once. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the funny thing about radio is it's really the only industry that I know of where you can, where getting fired for doing something can get you a better gig. Well, that and, you know, they could just change format on you and let you go without any real notice. If you're lucky, you get a two-week severance package and maybe some vacation or something, but they could just change format. It's like, we're going country tomorrow. See you all later. Good luck. Yeah, that's what a station in, in Milwaukee did. Um, they switched formats to, like, a hip-hop format, but they went from, like, an adult contemporary station. But in order to keep their license, they still had to stay on the air. So what they did was for, like two straight days was just play bust a move over and over and over and over until all of their adult contemporary listeners quit listening to the station well a station in town here before you moved in was called um hit 105 and it was like a top 40 station but they played more rock stuff and so they changed formats and over the course of a weekend they played hot 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 by was it Buster, Buster Poindexter from the New York Dolls, yeah. Yep, and they ran it the whole weekend <laughs> and then started fresh like Monday morning with the morning show. And everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, because they, <laughs> they didn't do any, you know, press release, news release, nothing. And just all of a sudden, hot, 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 you know, the new Magic 105 coming on Monday. Hot, and hot, hot. <laughs> you know, and for, you know, this is like, what the hell is this? this? is like early 90s, you know. So me and all my buddies in high school are all about, like, hair bands and shit. And suddenly, now you get a station that's pretty much just doing Celine Dion wall to wall. And we're like, no! <laughs> my uh, first super quit was actually the year after I went to college, my first year in lacrosse. I came back to Marchfield. I was working at a Sam Goody at the time. Remember those? Vaguely. Remember when Musicland and Sam Goody were a thing in Suncoast? 
Not many people. Oh, yeah, I remember with... Suncoast. We had a pretty good size one here in the, the mall area. Yeah, I mean, some malls actually had two Sam Goody stores. They were music stores. Remember those kids? No, you don't? Okay. Well, that's, that's okay. We're, we're old as shit. So old. But I also worked at this really shitty gas station that no longer exists. Right next to, like, a really shitty roadhouse kind of motel that people were living in where they'd come in to buy cigarettes and lottery tickets all the time but not food for their kids um and i had just gotten my wisdom teeth pulled out one day and one thing and this relates to drinking for me in general is my my tolerance is fucking incredible um but for the city you say so yourself well, no, no, no. For the for the surgery, they you know they you know they have you count back from like a hundred, and I got to like twelve, and they're like, okay, so that's not working. And they did something else, and I was still awake. And then I swear to God, the guy that was doing the anesthesia like squeezed the bag that was hooked up to my arm. And he said, how are you feeling now? And I'm like, oh, my chest kind of hurts. And then the next thing I do, I woke up two days later. Even though apparently uh, my mom, who had come to pick me up after the surgery, like told me that I was in the ER or the recovery room, like laughing and crying at the same time. And then also insisting that I drive. <laughs> I ended up getting uh dry sockets actually in all four teeth because I was passed out for so long and didn't you know like do any of the maintenance but this shitty gas station that I worked at like called me and said if you don't come in tonight to work you're fired and I was still doped up out of my damn mind in a shitload of pain so I went in for about an hour and was just like this is very very clerks too it was kind of like the quick stop like a tiny little shitty gas station. <clears throat> and uh, what I did was I made a great big sign that said, fuck this place. And I held it up to the security camera for, for about a minute. <laughs> I just locked the door and slid the key under the door. And then I left in the middle, in the middle of my shift. Now, second one was not my necessarily story. I was I was working at train, and uh, we knew the old Plant Six downtown, which I think they it's turned into. I'm think turning those into like apartments on George Street by where um, lacrosse by lacrosse footwear used to be. Uh, well. Some stuff got tore down over there. I'm not sure if that one did or not. I'll have to pay attention next time. Oh, the plant was a complete hellhole, and we were had only been there for like a month. It was held together with like duct tape and, and spit, and just incredibly dangerous. There were like frequent <clears throat> explosions when we were testing the compressors and stuff like that, and none of the safety equipment worked. So you like we dunk these huge compressors in a tank full of water and fill them full of nitrogen and if you saw bubbles that meant the wells were bad but occasionally the entire top would blow off of one of the compressors 
just shoot this geyser of water everywhere, and it, it was dangerous as hell. Even though Train used to pride themselves on being this huge OSHA-compliant place, they just ignored that old Ed's plan. That's where we also used to have, like, forklift races. Well, I suppose and, they were building the new ones down in Mexico. Yeah, and then we there was a guy, there was a bar near, like, near there across the street where guys used to go cash their paychecks on Fridays and then get just absolutely hammered and come back and and like stop the line because they were on they were union. I mean we had one guy that used to be so drunk all the time we just called started calling him thirsty during his shifts. Jesus. Yeah, but the old timers there all knew they were gonna get bought out. The old timers that were in the union they were done. But us they had told um we'd all get moved to one of the new plants and be in the union and everything and like Two days before I got in the union, um, I got called into the office and they said, you know, well, this isn't working out. You punched in a minute late during your training period and that's a violation. And and they said, well, we're going to just give you the option to quit rather than be fired, which if anybody ever does that to you, it's because they don't want to have to pay you unemployment. Exactly. Exactly. That's why, you know, it's kind of odd that, you know, Family Radio fired so many people because they ended up having, you know, they ended up having to pay out unemployment insurance for them. I know, but so many of them got paid peanuts. Well, that's true. But You know, what, the only people making any real money were the salespeople. That's why I always tell people, when you look at the parking lot at a radio station, all the nice vehicles are the salespeople. All the shitty ones held together by duct tape and station stickers are the jocks. Unless you're smart and you find yourself a sugar mama or a sugar nope. daddy, which nope. does happen a lot. Otherwise, planning to work in two jobs. I mean, most of the... If, if you were a jock and you were single, more likely you had a side hustle, like doing DJ shit or with bartending. The, I mean, with the exception of during the summers, when, like we made most of our money doing remote appearances. Oh God, that we—that's that's the only way you could, you know, have money to eat decent food. Yeah, which is, I mean, like during our summers when we were giving away cars and stuff like that, there were sometimes a. When I first started, they were so short-handed because uh, the afternoon guy had left and you weren't there yet, and the overnight chick couldn't do them because she lived in uh, like half an hour away. There were times I had like three in one day, and then my air Yeah, so I was essentially on the air all day. But anyway, back to Trine. Um, I, I made them fire me. I said, like, you're going to have to just shit can me, otherwise I'm showing up again tomorrow. And they did. But what another guy did is he knew what was going on, and he knew he was about to get shit canned. So he literally shit canned and walked into our foreman's office when he wasn't in there took a dump in his in his garbage can oh and god went, and then went back to his station on the line <laughs> and got got called into the office to get his firing and that was about the time that the foreman noticed the god awful smell in his office <laughs> and he apparently just like strutted right out the door jesus and then the third one that I have heard super quick. Uh-oh, losing my voice. Um, 
third one was when I was working downtown. And apparently this night is pretty legendary because I know some people that still talk about it. Um, Jerky and some of the other guys from down there. Um, in the middle of the night, I just had decided like, I can't take this anymore. I'm just sick of it. I've been, I've been like doing every night for six months. And I was keeping the books for the bar too during the day. It was like, I was just living at the bar. I was just so tired of it. And that same, same night I had an offer to actually do a wedding instead that I had turned down, which actually would have paid. It was a wedding that was actually going to be in Egan, Minnesota, that like fancy suburb right outside of Minneapolis. Damn, they were going to pay me like a couple of grand and put me up in a hotel and I turned it down. <clears throat> and in the middle of the night, I'm just like, fuck this. I'm tired of this. And ended up getting just like absolutely shit house drunk in the booth. At one point, apparently had like four waitresses with me in the booth and was dancing with like just my boxers on and nice. did a complete I put on the song Closer by Nine Inch Nails Oh God! at like 1.30 in the morning and just like went on the mic and was just like fuck this place I am out in front of you know close to 500 people <laughs> and I just walked out the door ironically I got hired back a couple weeks later more money you know it's funny how that place would people kept coming and going how many times did chavez come and go oh god they actually tried to sue him um because he went to work for a different bar they had these like no compete agreements that they had us sign they had him at the station too like we couldn't yeah i always thought that was ridiculous for how small this market was but we couldn't, we couldn't work at, like mine said, I couldn't work at another station with the same name, my same name, within a hundred miles of lacrosse for like five years. That's what mine said when I started. So I think I, I don't remember what I changed my name to when I went to the small stage here. I don't think they would. They, they, this, they definitely wouldn't have put up with DJ Honky because we were like gold oldies and farm reports and polka shows on Sunday. And oh god, yeah, I went from being superstar DJ to running a four-hour fucking polka show on Sunday mornings and then a church service. <laughs> of all the people to have to like run the board for a church service, I was the. What, what happened there is we didn't have we had part-timers that wouldn't show up and when I first started there as like their station manager I just fired every single one of the part-timers without thinking about the fact that then I was going to have to be the one that had to be there for all the shit jobs that they had to do so yeah I sat there and I ran the four hour poker show which was okay because you just slapped a CD and that ran for half an hour for a segment yeah. And then I'd go to like, I'd sneak out and go to Taco Bell and get <laughs> bad Sunday morning breakfast burritos and then put the second CD in for another half an hour. And that would be about when the shits would kick in from the burritos. Oh, Jesus. I had it pretty well timed out. Oh, God. I didn't know what three of that quick. That most, that might be the most regular I've ever been in my life. I'm, I'm kind of amazed and appalled at how this segment is just really focused on poop a lot. 
Actually, a lot of our segments involve poop a lot. Yeah, we talked I about mean, shit. Should we talk about me shitting my pants last week? No, no, that's that's okay. That's good. Have you ever seen anybody get like just absolutely legendarily like quit or been fired? No, I, you know, so like the day that I quit, um, apparently. Um, Wait, I thought you got fired. Oh, sorry, sorry, fired. Um, let's not so, give let's not give them the dignity of saying that you quit. You had shit canned, and for bullshit reasons. We're well, there was there was five of us that got canned that day, and you know one of them, um, Big Bob, he, he apparently threw a massive hissing fit and stormed out when he got hammered. You know, me, I went back to my desk and just started cleaning stuff out. By then, the word was around. And I remember uh, Pat and AJ, who were doing the morning show, uh, she was crying. She actually came up and gave me, like, a back hug, you know, and like, was, like, weeping on my shoulder. I'm like, it's all right, you know. Shit goes on. And, you know, a lot of people were pissed, but unfortunately not the right people. Was it Pat and AJ? I was driving back to lacrosse, I think, for a job interview at that, their last shift last song that they played was the last DJ by Tom Petty and they basically said fuck this we're out oh probably I mean they by then everybody knew what the management's usual MO was it's like well you know you got your two weeks and then they call you up the morning of your last day you know what you don't need to come in today so you don't get a last show so well, I'm still just... pissed about that, and I think it's because yeah. they were afraid I was gonna like slap my dick on the microphone for, you know, six hours to my last and night. That was a reasonable fear. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it legitimately was. What a town like a poop throwing monkey. But um, see now I'm talking about poop. Um, but, yeah, so Bob had a hissy fit. I mean, I. I, for me, it was just the shock at all. I never thought I would have got shit canned because of all the stuff I did around there and all the people whose bacon I pulled out of the fire. But then, as I figured out later on, no one ever told the bosses that I was, like, doing all this life-saving work, especially on Fridays when all the salespeople took off early. Oh, those were the fun production nights where you did stuff like how I got the ad once for fucking... Uh... Kinkoman soy sauce, and it actually literally said Asian accent. And I went, What the fuck? And yeah, yeah, yeah. NA production sucked. But, you know, I, I'm trying to think. I, I haven't really gotten fired that often. Usually, you know, I, that's the only main one. Other places I would quit because something else opened up. And, I gave him my two weeks notice. I remember one job that really sucked. I gave him six weeks notice because I knew they they wouldn't get around to replacing me. And then the boss actually stuck his stepdaughter in there for a while. And I'm like, Jesus, I guess that job really was pointless if they stick a kid in there that has no idea what they're doing whatsoever. Nothing worse than finding out you're just a placeholder. What I'm going to do, I think, is we should once again open up the uh, MoFo hotline and take some calls from people that have either been fired for doing something spectacularly dumb or pulled a super quit. 
I don't, does it, you know, since we have so many international listeners now, I mean, is that, can international calls come into that line? Or oh, yeah, walk? yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that would be, is, is the two-week notice thing a standard everywhere? Curious about that, actually. But the lake in Australia when you pull it super quick, I mean, you're already drunk all the time anyway, so I mean... <laughs> Well, the last Sorry. job I quit, I gave them two weeks, but I didn't tell them I was going to a competitor because I knew they would release me right away. And I actually, I knew that the old company would fuck shit up and I didn't want to leave my customers hanging. So I was just vague about where I was going. I actually told people I might get back into radio. Like that's ever going to happen. Jesus. Well, I mean, essentially it is right now, but we're just, we're just, uh, we're, uh, we're doing the DIY technique. Yeah, this is just for fun. Until you like, start, you know, until the mad money rolls in, start getting, start getting that Joe Rogan cash. Oh fuck that guy! We're gonna go. We can go out and say that radio mofo says fuck you, Joe Rogan. He won't care. Yeah, he he won't because he's still like rolling around on a pile of strippers and laughing um, all the way to the bank, mainlining uh, steroids and uh, horse dewormer. <laughs> But uh, actually, the thing—the thing about sales, though, was too like, like, and I, I got shit can once and had to shit can somebody for it. But like, we didn't pay out until an order shipped, and this was for a company uh, called. And I will go ahead and call them up too, Slumberland. You can kiss my entire ass. I had sold a ton of stuff, and at uh, the Lacrosse and Toma stores, and had these orders that were going to ship. And they would have shipped within my last two weeks, but rather than pay me, you know, a couple of grand for the for the sales that I made, they just shit can me. But in Atlanta, the salespeople that I that I dealt with, we did the same thing. Like once somebody put in their two weeks notice, we were just like, Yeah, fuck you, you're done. So, super quits. We're gonna open up the hotline, I'll post the link on our page and we'll uh, see what we come up with.